and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and with me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you today? I am so excited, Jeff. I know I say this all the time, but we are talking about one of my favorite kinds of vacations tonight. Anytime we can talk about Disney Cruise Line is always a good day for me. Well, it's it's really a, a twofer for us, right? We're, we're talking about Disney Cruise Line, and it is another edition of our Cast Chronicles series. Uh, tonight, we are welcoming Mike Rowe to the program. Mike Rowe started in 2015 and as a youth activities counselor on the Disney Dream. He went on to become a youth entertainment host and later a cruise staff entertainment host and performer. Mike's been lucky enough to work on three of the four ships and has a love for the European itinerary of the Disney Magic. Since 2020, Mike has been honing his skills as a chef, competing in the nationally televised show MasterChef UK. We're thrilled to welcome Mike Rowe to Let's Talk Diz. Mike, welcome to the program. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Sandy. Thank you. How exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're thrilled to have you. As every one of these Cast Chronicles shows, I give that little canned opening explaining who's joining us tonight, but give us your, your personal introduction, anything that I may have missed, anything that you think that the audience would like to know about you and, and how you arrived at your journey to, to work in Disney Cruise Line. Yeah, I think, I think you summed it up perfectly, Jeff. Um, I started, as you say, in 2015 in the, the late end. So I got there just for the Christmas season in uh, 2015. But before that, I had maybe the opposite job of a youth activities counselor. I actually was in university studying to be an accountant. Well, that's kind of um, the same thing. I mean, I, that's an easy, <laughs> that's a logical yeah. transition. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, my father's very, very proud. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was doing my accounting degree. And, you know, accountants are great. I've got some very good accounting friends. But I was like, this, is, this isn't for me. This is boring. Um, and I remember being in my university library one evening and I saw a big poster for summer camps in America. And I was like, maybe I should do that in my summer off. And I did it. And I was uh, like a th theater teacher at a summer camp in Massachusetts. And I was like, this is fun. Could this be a job? And I went back every year for three years to a Camp Burgess and Haywood up in Cape Cod. And I was like, this is fun. And afterwards, I was like, how can I make this a full-time job? Like, I don't just want to do this in the summer. And then uh, Disney Cruise Line Youth Activities popped up. Your story awesome. is not all that different from many other people's stories in the sense that they begin <clears throat> to study one thing and realize that a passion and a desire yeah. pull them in a different direction. So for anyone that is out there listening, you know, the Disney love and magic is not just about telling stories that are on the screen, but the reality is there's an element here to your story to follow your own dream, which is really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, this amazing opportunity came up and ever since I've joined, I've been given opportunity and opportunity to, to move up, to do different jobs, different ships. And, you know, it's become a full-time career as, as, as you know, I've been there for five years now. It's wonderful. Well, that's really cool. So the way that we work these cast chronicle shows is I give you the really fun, easy layup questions, uh, as far as awesome. the, the things that you love about Disney. And then I bring in our <clears throat> Disney master to kind of break down the nitty gritty of your everyday role. So if, if you're good, okay. I've, I've got a series of rapid fire questions for you, Disney related. And I'm just looking for the first thing that comes to your mind. If you want to elaborate on any of them, you, you can give us a little bit, but really just the, the first answer that comes to your brain. 
Okay, I will try. Rapid fire is not my expertise. <laughs> I like to I like to, to, to talk and talk and talk as my job suggests, but I will try my hardest, Jeff. All right, great. So here we go. What is your favorite Disney park? Animal Kingdom. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to go with the European influence there. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, it, that it's something. Oh, I'm yeah. To... No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your favorite Disney song? I've got a dream, Tangled. Your favorite Disney movie? Uh, what are we talking here, Jeff? Hang on, let's pause the timer. Sure. Um, are we talking like Disney animated? Are we talking Marvel, Star Wars? Where are we at here? Yes. Jeff, I say <laughs> yes give to us all. one of each. Go ahead. Give us one of each. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Go ahead. Go okay, down the line. let's do that. Let's go Disney animated, Beauty and the Beast. I'm a softie at heart. Okay. Um, let's go Pixar, the Toy Story Chronicles. I can't pick one. <laughs> it's a very long um, movie. We give him that leeway to give one of each. Yeah. He still has to stretch it a little further. Look at I'm that. Still I still pick four in one category. Okay, Toy Story two. Okay. If you have to be, you know, fussy. Okay. Um, Star Wars, controversial. The Force Awakens. I don't. And I don't Marvel think Endgame. Yeah, I don't think that's that's controversial. Had you said um, the Last Jedi, I probably would have ended the call. But that's a different different yeah. conversation. I'm halfway know. through watching the Last Jedi again now, and um, there's a reason I paused it. You can say that. You can stop right now. It's fine. Uh, your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> In your opinion, the best Disney snack? Ooh, a Mickey pretzel. Okay. I thought you were going to go, since you have the, the, cru- we don't, we, the cruise line of thing, I was going to say the soft serve ice cream that you can just put your head under while you're on the on the ship. And <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really get to do that. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> There's not many times you see a cruise staff host like eating ice cream out of the thing. Yeah, I guess, I guess but, they um, do frown upon that as employees. <laughs> yeah, but a pretzel is not really like a British snack. So when I get a chance to have a pretzel, I'm thrilled. Oh, cool. All right. Your favorite character that's on the screen. And again, you could choose from any of those that you that you were mentioning. Uh, I love, love the classic Goofy. Okay. Here, I just love him so much. Specific to, I guess, your job. This is going to be a, a, a very tough one for you. Your favorite ship. Oh, oh, no. You're, I'm going to. Oh, Jeff, I'm going to upset so many of my colleagues. <laughs> um, because. It's it's so personal. The Disney magic is my my home. I always go back to the Disney magic. I might go somewhere else for a few weeks, but I always come back to my home for the Disney magic, and I love that ship. Okay, well, tell everyone else not to listen. Uh, Your favorite, (laughs) the favorite Disney port that you've visited? Garanga. Is that how you say it? I loved Garanga. Mike, I think you and I probably were on that sailing together. Have you ever rented a Twizy car in your Norway time? You know, uh, I'm sure we'll get to this later, but as a crew member, we don't have like a whole day. So usually I know, our, you don't get all that time. Yeah, but. our days in port are finding, you know, going on TripAdvisor, finding the best restaurant in, in town. Uh, what do you think is the best Disney stage show? Jeff, another controversial one. Again, and that's why I'm giving you the out. It doesn't have to be something yeah. you've even worked on, like something that you maybe have enjoyed the most <clears throat> as, as, a, as an audience member. This, this is one I've enjoyed a lot as an audience member, and it is on Disney Cruise Line. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch the new Beauty and the Beast on the Disney Dream. I have not. It is beautiful. It is a masterpiece of theater because you wouldn't watch it and, and be like, I'm on a cruise ship. It is literally a Broadway-style show with moving sets. It's incredible. All right, cool. So this is the last one for me. Uh, mm-hmm. You've been on the cruise line now, like as you said, for five years. Do you have any little-known Disney Cruise Line facts you can throw our way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah um 
you know what? I'm actually the master of little-known Disney Cruise Line facts. <laughs> that's 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 a heavy way to set this up, Mike. I'm just throwing it out there. A lot of expectations now. And I'm going to plug one of my own activities because I am part of the cruise staff team, and we host this activity called the Art of the Theme Show Tour. Um, I don't know if you've ever been on one, but it is essentially a walking tour of the ship, and we give the story and the history of why things are built, how they're built, and the stories behind them. So uh, my little known fact is this little activity that not many doesn't get a huge turnout happens on the ship and you can go to it. It's called the Art of the Theme Show Tour and you get a detailed history of why things are the way they are. Like, for example, the atrium in the Disney Magic is built to make it look like you are in the ocean. Very cool. So so it's a whole tour that that lays out multiple facts like that type of thing for us. Absolutely. You walk around the ship, you, you start in Paolo and you learn about the secrets of Paolo and the design of them. Um, you learn about the carpets, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, it's literally, have you ever been on one of those tours? No, I, Sandy, have you? I have not. I didn't do the art of the show. I did the one that they do while you're still in port on boarding day. And they take you through for the highlights of the ship. So their yeah. detail is not quite as much, but That's some amazing. of them yeah. are amazing. Yeah, this is like the 9 a.m. day at sea tour. Um, and it is one of those 18 plus activities because it's just a lot of information. Yeah. But it's maybe 45 minutes to an hour of walking around the ship with a crew staff host, giving you like a deep background about the ship. So, well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up you know, that specific thing, because it's a nice segue for us to, to turn it over to Sandy to ask some very specific questions about your job. So you passed the test. I don't know how brief we were, but you definitely passed the test <laughs> in the rapid fire. Um, I'm sorry. It, it's no, it's, it's my job to talk. Listen, it's all good. So Sandy, take it away. The rest is yours. Thank you. Well, I'm going to switch up the order of the questions I had, because after what you said, Mike, it made me wonder if you've done one of the trips that's actually on my bucket list. I have plans to go to Palpenberg, hopefully in 2022. Have you ever had the chance to go out to the shipyard? Never. No. I would love to. It is also on my bucket list. Uh, I am very anxious. Hopefully we will have coverage on the podcast one day because I would love to be there for the sail out and be one of the people waving from the shore. That has been a dream trip of mine. I have plotted all of the ways to get to Palpenberg and actually for those that don't know they converted one of the old ship buildings into a hotel so it's a real immersive experience so tell us Mike I get the transition from summer camp to kids activities on board that's a great mm -hmm. segue but it must have been hard picking a job at sea it's very different then living at home and going into the office every day. So how did you make that decision that you were prepared to live the cruise ship life? I had just been on a cruise with a friend of mine. Um, and like, I totally picked up the cruising bug and I came home. I was like, Oh, that'll be fun. I was like, let me, let me Google this. Like kids activities, cruise line enter on Google. And then Disney cruise line youth activities counselor came up and I was like, that's a thing. And I was like, that's the job that I can do. And I, I applied for it. And I waited a year before I was on board. Well, I was going to say kudos to you because it is not an easy job to get with mm. Disney Cruise Line. Those kids mm. activity club people work so hard. The energy that they have and the amount of time and 
emotion they put in with the kids is incredible. It is one of the harder roles to get on the ship. So 100%. It is a, a long waiting list to get that job. And I, I plugged and I plugged. And I'm pretty sure that the reason I got it was I got the email that I got the job when I was on vacation in Disney World. So I know you said you kind of went through some roles. Can you give us all the different jobs you've had on the ship and what your favorite has been? Yeah. Um, so I was a youth activities counselor. Uh, in the Oceaneer Club and Lab on Deck 5. I then moved to be an Edge Counselor in the Tween Club on the Disney Dream, which is still a youth activities counselor, but you're in a much smaller team. You're in a team of four when you're up there. Um, I then became a youth entertainment host. This was all within three contracts of being on the ship. Um, so I became a youth entertainment host on the Dream. I then got transferred to the Disney Wonder mid-contract, kind of like pack your bags, you're leaving in two days. As a youth entertainment host, I then transferred to the Magic after that contract as youth entertainment host. I then got my bump up to a crew staff entertainment host, um, which I'm still doing to this day. That and, is awesome. Yeah. Can I don't you know talk if I can pick a favorite? A little bit about that last role that you're in, because I don't think everyone knows what it is, but it is a role that to me is so diversified. I don't know how you guys are awake <laughs> all the hours of the day that you are, but I see you all day long everywhere so talk about some of the things that you get to do in that job i'm so glad you noticed that we are everywhere all the time um and with a smile on yeah a lot of coffee sandy <laughs> a lot of coffee um yeah so the crew staff entertainment i think when people hear the, term, the word cruise staff they just assume that is somebody who works on a cruise ship and that just that that isn't the case we are the crew staff entertainment team we're a small team on the disney magic it is i think we're a team of like eight people Wow. Yeah. Essentially, I think that the basic thing is if there's a, a, a location, you'll see someone from the crew staff there. We could be hosting game shows. We could be doing a craft with like a one-on-one -on -one base. We could be doing a tour. We could be hosting the big deck party, Pirate Night Freezing the Night Away. We'll be at the Sail Away party. We'll be um, on doors at the theater to welcome you in and to kind of give you the information. Oh my goodness. We'll be at the gangway to say goodbye and, and wish you a good trip. And we'll be there to welcome you back. Um, we'll welcome you on board the ship by saying Disney magic, please welcome aboard. What's your last name, Sandy? Nussbaum. We would say Disney magic, please welcome aboard the Nussbaum family. Yay! And everybody claps. There you go. Everybody claps. <laughs> So tell me, I know because, as you said, you guys run all of that onboard entertainment. There have got to be days where you kind of think you know your schedule, but the weather really changes things up. Maybe you can't dock in a port. Mm -hmm. or people aren't going ashore as much because the weather is bad. What's that scramble like? And how do you pick what you're going to do for fillers when people are missing out on what they were hoping to be a highlight of their trip? That's a a great point that no one's ever asked me before. Um, it, it is a shame when we can't go to the ports, especially when we're in Castaway Key and the weather says no. But we're, we're always prepared. We always have a backup plan. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm ever involved in the decision-making of what goes on or not, because that plan's already written, ready to go. But, and is um, that a pretty standard? Like, you miss a castaway day, so here are the 12 activities we bring in, or are there a lot of other things you think that go into that? I think there's a lot of other things go into it. I think it depends on what trip you're on, how long you're there, uh, what we can pull out the bag. Because, of course, remember, there are times, that, for example, the Disney Magic, we can do a transatlantic crossing, which is a 14-day trip. So we have entertainment to last 14 days. We are 
we have a bag full of tricks that we can pull out. You do. And if I, I have to say, I've done 22 Disney sailings at this point. Wow. I have not done a transatlantic because I will put it out there and say that I am highly prone to motion sickness. And that many days at sea in a row scare me. But I have done all four ships. I've done European itineraries. Wow. I've actually sailed out of eight different ports with Disney. Um, and so I know we've seen great different things in the different theming. You guys are just so <clears throat> versatile. So one of the reasons that I love the magic is that they go to more ports than any other Disney cruise. They mm. get very unique itineraries. Your European sailings are mostly unique. And then you do a lot in the Caribbean. So talk about how those itineraries impact you as a crew member and whether you, I know you started to allude to some great food options, which if you've listened to the show, Jeff and I constantly <laughs> talk about food, but talk about what all those different ports mean for you as a crew member. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's no denying that getting involved in the cruise industry is because you want to go travel, right? No, no one, no one works on a cruise ship purely to stay on the cruise ship all the time. Um, so being on the ship and being able to go to so many different awesome ports is so important as a crew member because you get to go off and you get to do the same thing as the guests, which doesn't happen in your parks. Um, for example, you know, Sandy, when you and I are on on a on a trip and I'm working and you're a guest. We both get off in these great ports. Let's say we're in Garanga and you go and explore Garanga and I go and explore Garanga. We then come back and as a crew staff entertainer, we have that same experience to talk about. We, we've both done that thing on that day and we've both gone and enjoyed these ports. And that doesn't just go for if you work in a crew staff team, that's everybody on board. That whole crew, that whole ship of guests and crew have been and done the same thing that day. And we all have that in common, which, which I think is what makes that cruise line so special. But I have to think, because I've stayed on board, I've been known, not necessarily in Europe, but definitely in the Caribbean, to take advantage of the quiet ship and spend some spa <clears throat> time or some activity time. So I know that there's a good number of people still on board. Can you talk about how that rotation works for you? And again, we talked about how many hours, how many activities you're at, but what does a mm. typical day work? look like for you or a typical week because again you're not a nine to five office person by any no street. no yeah not not at all it's a busy busy week as a crew member um so the, the first kind of half of that question is when you're in port how do we decide who stays on board we we have like a rotation that we volunteer a certain day we'll be like okay i'll do the daytime activities we usually find all the magic that's in the promenade lounge um so you know one person will, will go and and do that activities for the day so the rest of the, the the team can get off. I can't speak for the other departments because so I don't really know, but um, that's how we work. So pretty much one in like seven days, you'll be on board working all day. But then the rest of the ports of that week, you get to go and explore because someone in your team is offered up the day. And I'll leave you with one last question, but I won't tell anybody. I'm sure nobody on the ship will hear. No, definitely. Mm -hmm. Are you looking when it's it's time for the next contract? Are you looking to stay with the magic or are you ready to explore the wish when it comes out? Um, it's okay. Just between you and I. <laughs> no, no one else. No one else is listening. Right, Sandy? <laughs> no, um, no one, we don't have to no tell one. anyone. No. We don't have to. <laughs> um, I will be happy to stay on the magic, but I will be equally as happy to go and explore the wish. I, I have to assume it's <laughs> such a, a family feeling. I know when I did. Yeah the inaugural sailing on the Disney fantasy, 
we actually were at sea connecting with the dream. We were as close as they were allowed to go. And it was really unique to see because they had just split off a lot of the crew members. They were all up on deck waving to their friends that they missed. So I have to imagine living with these people is a family. So I certainly understand your loyalty Absolutely, to yeah. on the magic. It's a great group. Well, and it's good to know that political answers are not a strictly American thing. That's that's solid. <laughs> I do know. Yeah, it's all true. Like at the end of the day, I'm happy to go wherever they put me. Um because you do have your family on board the, the magic for me example for example but as soon as you go to another ship within an hour you have a new family and i know that sounds really cheesy but it's true we're, we're all in the same we're all in the same boat <laughs> there you go well with that i'm going to turn it back over to jeff and he's going to talk about some of the things that you like to do when you're not on a boat yeah over the last 12 months or so you decided to follow a unique dream of your own and become a chef, and it's led to a, a YouTube presence that you have, which I'll, we'll let you give out to folks so they can come and find you there, and even appearing on, as we mentioned before, MasterChef UK. So talk to us a little bit about that passion, how you got started, why you decided this is something you really wanted to take a stab at, and, and really kind of break down the experience of the last 12 months as you embarked in this new endeavor. Thank you, Jeff, for giving me a chance to plug my YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Microcooks is the name. That's R-O-W-E. Yeah, Microcooks. It was a thing. Uh, it was such a wild experience. Um, being able to cook has been such a passion of mine since such a young age. And I got I got in trouble for this. I was, as, as you know, I was on a TV show in Britain called MasterChef. So uh, I came home. I actually got home in May because... When everything happened on the cruise ships, I was still on one. I was on the Magic for two months before we were allowed off. So I actually got off two months. I was on the ship for two months without guests. And um, I came home and the series of MasterChef that was on at the time was on TV. And I was like, you know what? There's a chance I've got time <laughs> this year to try it. Because uh, cooking has been a passion. Love it. As you know, when, when you're on the ship, you, you can't cook. But you do come home for like three months and then... All I do is cook when I'm home. I, I try recipes. I go to restaurants and I cook and I eat. And I cook and I eat. And I was like, maybe I should try it. So I applied thinking this isn't going to happen. Then four months later, I'm in a TV studio on a televised cooking competition. And it was just this the wildest experience. Um, I, I was up there and I was meeting uh, Greg, Greg Wallace and John Taroda, the judges on the British version. And I met them and I'm all of a sudden I'm in this huge TV studio cooking. And it came up recently. And since then, it's just been a whirlwind. I got, I, you know, I won my the the Master Chef apron. I didn't win the show. No, this would be a very different interview if I won <laughs> the show. Yes. <laughs> um, I got through to like two rounds. So not only that, sorry. So ten thousand people applied for this, and I was in the top twenty-five, um, which is a huge honor for me to be able to say. Yeah. Well, I I know as. As Sandy said to you earlier, you know, in most of these shows, we navigate towards food at, at some point and spend a significant <laughs> amount of time. But in America, you know, these cooking competition shows have led to some of the more successful restaurant openings in our country. I think it's really an interesting combination of skills that you have here in the sense that you have this culinary passion and clearly the culinary skill. But you've also now honed your craft as knowing what entertainment is like and seeing what people that are, are taking a, taking part in, in, jo in joining this cruise experience 
put together by the biggest entertainment and most and most successful entertainment company in the world. Those two skills together, you know, Sandy, we're going to be doing a, a live food review from one of Mike's restaurants in the next couple of years because that, if that's the direction you wish to go, Mike, because those two skills, when you put them together, you know, it's been proven success. So I have to imagine that a lot of what you're doing on on the ship really definitely helped you in that competition and probably would help you if you decided to do that in the future. I think he's gone from the pirate party to the midnight buffet. I'm thinking that was the inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I've many a time been spotted at the midnight buffet, <laughs> pretending to be like, ahoy, I'm going to do an improv bit, and really, I'm getting food. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, no, yeah, thank you, Jeff. It was... Uh, if you are always invited to come and try my food if I do have my restaurant opening. Um, I, I don't know if that's where it will be going, but we'll see. I, I'm at the moment just taking on any opportunity I, I can get. Um, do, do you it's think, been a whirlwind. And, and I did want to ask you this too as a follow-up. Did you think that the experience that you've had, I'm assuming that your employer knows of it, has it led to any discussions about different roles on the ship? I don't know if they know about it. I'm oh. assuming they do. <laughs> they know everything, Mike. That's how this they know works. Everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I I assume they know. Um, it hasn't been discussed, but you know, I'm I'm always open to discuss things. Uh, we do have a great program on board called Anyone Can Cook. If they want me to host it, I will there be go. there with with bells on. There you go. And and again, you can find Mike on YouTube. Mike Rowe cooks. Is the name of of what you would is what you would search correct? Is that is that the actual name? Yes. Of, is that the name of the channel too, Microcook? That's the channel name. That's my Instagram handle. And you know what? I wanted to thank the Disney Cruise Line World for kind of uh, being so supportive to me. I had so many great messages that I did a recipe video of the Paolo chocolate souffle on YouTube just for my uh, Disney Cruise Line friends. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to uh, include that in the show notes because that is. <laughs> <laughs> so mike just to kind of put a bow on the whole thing we had mentioned earlier when we had talked about how your journey brought you to where you're at there may be somebody sitting listening to this show that is maybe studying something they don't like they don't feel that they're passionate about or maybe we have somebody that's mm -hmm. doing something that feels like a calling for them that the skills would translate to a, a situation like you found yourself in so or maybe there's somebody that wants that souffle recipe. So if there if there's any of the above that that is in our wheelhouse here that's listening to our show, how can somebody get in touch with you? I'm a very easily accessible on every social media platform you could think of. I am on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, microcooks is my handle everywhere. Happy to answer any questions, to have a chat, always there and with some great recipes coming up too. Well, that's awesome. I I do want to thank you for taking the time today. We had talked about your role and how it's just basically the the center of every entertainment option that we encounter as a member of the family that comes on board those Disney Cruise Line ships. And uh, no, as a, as a fan, I thank you for all your hard work, and I look forward to either hopefully running into you or running into a colleague of yours and getting a new appreciation for just what it is you guys do the next time I sail. Wonderful. And you know what? I, I know um, we, we spoke briefly about the past 12 months. I can guarantee that you that every person who's working on board that ship can't wait to welcome you all on board again. I'm right there with you. As I said, I love sailing on Disney in general. I love the magic and I can't wait to be back with all of you. So to to great days ahead at sea. 
And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Biz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Making a great week, and as always, keep making memories. <laughs>